0: What's up, guys? Thank you all for checking out this edition of the New Generation Sports Talk Podcast. I am your host, EJ Stewart. We got a great show lined up for you guys today. We'll be talking about the fallout from Super Bowl 56, where the Los Angeles Rams were able to defeat the Cincinnati Bengals to secure their second Super Bowl in franchise history. Plenty of storylines going into the game. Plenty of storylines coming out of the game. Legacies perhaps were made. Interesting questions heading into the offseason. So plenty to discuss regarding that game. We'll talk about... What this means for Matt Stafford, what was the biggest factor in the loss for the Bengals, and which one of these teams will be most likely uh, able to repeat and get back to the Super Bowl next season? We know it's very long odds for teams to repeat themselves to get back to the to the big game. So we'll we'll we'll, we'll talk about all those uh, storylines. We'll also talk about NFL offseason storylines moving forward. What's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers? Who's going to replace Tom Brady? It's going to be a really big football show this week and we already have a special guest to join us on this podcast so I'm really excited to have this conversation starting with my co-host Kendall Stewart and before we get into that stuff Kendall along with our co-host who's joining us today I did want to briefly talk about this whole situation with James Harden and Ben Simmons and the Philadelphia Sixers Nets trade that happened last week now of course if you go to our podcast network on the various audio channels you can find us. And, of course, our YouTube channel where we did a full NBA trade deadline stream, we talked at length about the trade and, and all that went down. And I don't want to go into the great details of all that, but just some of the stuff that we have coming out of it. Today, we're recording this podcast on a Tuesday. Both the Nets and the Sixers held their press conferences with their new all-star players. And some interesting, interesting things came out. One, for me, Kendall, when it came to James Harden, was him saying that from the beginning that Philly was always his first destination. And that he really had no choice in the matter when it came to going to Brooklyn. Very interesting wording from James Harden. Very interesting kind of story he's telling with this, because if you remember, uh, there was reporting from Woj last year that you know he was begging Houston essentially to get him to Brooklyn. Now there's some contention with some people saying, well, that was what well, you know, that was after he realized he couldn't get to Philly. But we knew Philly was in, uh, was negotiating with uh with the with the Rockets up until the trade deadline last off season or excuse me last trade deadline. Um what do you make, Kendall, of some of the stuff we've heard? Uh not just about, you know, Harden and, and him talking about that this is where he wanted to be, but then some of the stuff we're hearing about the Nets complaining about Harden's uh his lack of focus, some of his uh late night habits, perhaps uh damaging team chemistry.
1: Uh I mean I don't take much from whatever Harden said about uh you know, not, you know, not not being essentially being forced to go to Brooklyn and, uh, you know, wasn't his choice. And, you know, the, the team made the decision that was best for them. I mean, that obviously, it's, I mean, yes, he's right that the Nets did what was best for them. And what was best for them was that the only team that came with a legitimate offer was the team that thought that James Harden wanted to be there long term. And that was that was Brooklyn. Um so I you, mean, you bro, mean just real quick you mean the Rockets made the decision that's best for them. You said the Nets. Yes. You're right. Uh, you know, to to make to make that move to, to to bring in James Harden. Um, you know, they made they made that decision. And so I, I don't take uh I don't take much from what, what Harden's saying. Uh you know, you can uh you i mean if people want to believe him I mean it's up to them, but uh obviously he's just he's just uh creating a trying to create his own narrative Mm. i I definitely
0: feel that um for sure i do find one part of this interesting kendall is this notion that Harden was this bad teammate or whatever because he was out partying and out doing stuff late into the night i'm sorry for me i can't have sympathy for a team that's allowing one guy to play part-time and then have an issue with a guy who's playing every night (laughs) what he's doing off the court that to me is 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 it's me. You don't gain any sympathy. You're you you look like you have sour grapes that you're bringing this up as you're sending him out the door. I think it's kind of I think it's kind of soft by the Nets to try to paint Harden in this way, in a way that's very clear. Like we all know James Harden's late night habits. Like we all know these things. He was doing this when he was a great player. And to their to their point, they're saying that as he's gotten older, as he's gotten heavier, they feel like this is not the kind of life he should be living. I just think that to talk about Harden's off the court activities when one guy literally is not with you half the time and you're allowing that you just can't, you can't talk about what that means for team camaraderie and chemistry. I'm sorry. I don't want to hear that excuse. I don't want to hear about how your culture is the greatest, how everybody wants to be there and everything's great. And that this guy was the one guy that was messing everything up when half one guy is not only there half the time. I just think that that's a, a ridiculous way of looking at this, and Nets fans—they're—they're they're, they're their fans, so I—I I, I understand you know their issues with James Harden. But for the team, I think to to leak this stuff out, I thought it was corny. I'll be honest, and I think it, I think it, it lacks any real kind of awareness
1: of just their situation right now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess there's no more corny than, than Harden pretending as if he didn't want to be with be with the Nets. Right? Uh, yeah, which is also yeah, <laughs> come on now. But but yeah
0: didn't yeah, he yeah, didn't yeah, I mean, he, I, mean, didn't, oh, yeah. yeah I mean I mean he 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 like he he embraced the whole scary hours you know mantra like he 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 was he was down for it all. Now do I think he became unhappy once he got there and he saw like I said on last week on Thursday I said he looked left and looked right and said yo get me the hell out of here. I think that that's how it happened. But I think going into it I think he was he was he was ready for it. I think he was I think he was down for it. I think he I think he did, I do think he wanted to go to Philly, but I think KD convinced him you know Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean it's it, yeah, it, it was always hard to it was always hard to say uh but that was always the closest chance for him to win a championship so. Yeah.
0: Um so we'll, we, you know, it's funny we we have a we have a special guest on the podcast this week. Um he's here to talk football with us but we and I know because of, you know, the proximity to the Philadelphia City area his time in philadelphia that he, he's followed uh philadelphia sports pretty closely our guy shamari stewart the host of the imperial broadcast um the uh co-host of new generation hero talk joins us as well and i did want to kind of get shamari just your kind of feelings about how this went down in terms of you know ben simmons being you know this kind of a pariah him going get being shipped out and, and some of the conversations we we're seeing uh, around ben simmons and is it you know fair for people to talk about his mental health um uh, and, and all this stuff when when you know he said that that was why he couldn't get on the court and then what philly is getting in james harden and all the kind of uh all the lengths they went to, to 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 go to get him what do you kind of make of all this
2: well uh I, I mean honestly i think it's um i think this situation is a win for philly so really i guess it, you could see it as a win for both teams i'm sure both fan bases are very pleased Um, with, with the situation, um, you know, I think this is a deal that kind of had to get done. It just made sense for everybody involved. So I'm glad it happened as someone that's following Philly sports, definitely following the Sixers very closely, you know, definitely hoping they succeed. Um, you know, I think this is a good thing, (laughs) you know, uh, getting the Sixers some help. Um, and, uh, you know, look, this isn't, this isn't the Harden of old, but, you know, he's still Harden. He'll still put up points, you know. He's not going to be afraid to afraid to put the ball in the hoop late in the game, mm-hmm. uh, you know, which you know was a problem last year, as we all saw. So, <laughs> <It's true. laughs> facts. Uh, you know, so uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's a good situation, and you know, both both Harden and, and Simmons are doing a lot of talking. Been doing a lot of talking lately in regards <laughs> to whatever the situation is or was. And, know, a lot of fingers being pointed. A lot of now. fingers being pointed. For sure. and, you know, seem to say, oh, all this, uh, you know, it's like my thing is, you know, all we'll, you know, we'll see on the court. You know, we'll see. We'll see what yeah.
0: happens. And that's the best thing about this. These guys, you know, for one, is very true. that's I, I, rare I've seen a trade happen where both fan bases are elated by <laughs> getting rid of somebody on their team and getting back somebody who was a pariah for the other team. <laughs> like that's like it's just, mm-hmm. a, it's just a weird circumstance. And for those teams to then be in the same division and and perhaps be in each other's way of getting to the nba finals or maybe at the very least to the eastern conference finals that makes this very intriguing you know Shamari said this all, all at the end of the day they all got played out on the court and he's right i mean these teams you know they played march 10th so that game i'm sure will be must watch tv for everybody ben simmons says he's gonna play James Harden. Uh, has pulled the Kevin Nash gif, like I talked about last week. He, he says he's now healthy. <laughs> you know he he's been having hamstring tightness that couldn't allow him to get back on the court the last few days for the Nets. So uh, this is where we're at. At the end of the day, we go you know these guys can do all their chirping. This, the both teams can put out their little uh little source pieces out there to kind of make their guy look better or worse. But at the end of the day, uh, you guys got to roll the ball out and let these guys go at it. And you know there are a lot of very talented players on both of these two teams. And I'd love to see these teams play in a playoff series if we get that. But it's going to be a very interesting situation to follow for the rest of the NBA season. Certainly a major storyline to follow. And I'm happy to have my guy Sham with us to to talk about that. And to talk about what we're going to be uh, dealing with the rest of this podcast, which is the NFL and the Super Bowl. The fallout from the Super Bowl. The Los Angeles Rams defeated the Cincinnati Bengals on their home turf to secure its second Super Bowl in franchise history. They won on Sunday thanks to late-game heroics from the likes of Cooper Cup who was named Super Bowl MVP after scoring the go-ahead touchdown in the fourth quarter, and Aaron Donald, who came up with big stops on third and one and fourth and one to seal the deal. The win is also a uh, the first Super Bowl for head coach Sean McVay and quarterback Matt Stafford, each of, each of whom had a lot to prove heading into the game and perhaps silenced many of their critics uh, uh, with that last, Rams offensive drive where they went all the way down the field and were able to score a touchdown after what was a, a very shaky game for both of those figures, in my opinion. When we think about this game, many have asked if Matt Stafford is now a lock for the Hall of Fame. Richard Sherman has been outspoken this week about his frustration that people are are, are putting the gold jacket on Matt Stafford. I'll ask Sham first, since you of course have watched Matt Stafford a great deal being a Green Bay Packers fan, you watched him suffer, quite frankly, as a big Packers fan. You guys uh, put a whooping on those lines for a lot of those years he was there. But that being said, now he has the Super Bowl rank, we know me and of went in detail about just his numbers that he's he's had over the course of his career. Do you feel like Matt Stafford today, if he retired would be a Hall of Famer or at least he should be? What do you, what would you say?
2: Um so I've been watching a lot of sports commentary um about uh about Stafford um, I watched a lot, to even today, about Matthew Stafford. Shout out to Maggie and Perloff, which, EJ, I'm sure you, you've probably seen them and worked yeah, with them. Yeah, really shout popular. out to them. Of course, I work uh, at CBS Sports
0: Radio, and they're uh, the new uh, uh, afternoon team, and they're doing a great job. So shout out to both Maggie Gray and Andrew Perloff, for sure.
2: Absolutely. Um, so it was a very heated debate uh, on the show today. They brought in, uh, they had a guy on and who was, who was, quite frankly, shouting at Perloff. It was very, uh, very uncomfortable. <laughs> but it would but yeah it was a very heated exchange but um but a lot of points were made in, in Kendall knows because I had spoken about this with Kendall for I've been talking about this with, K- with Kendall for several days now yeah in regards yeah. to Stafford and Kendall uh now, you know not to spoil your tape but Kendall has been yeah. very anti-stafford uh, for a very <laughs> for a very long time very much against am I very much against Matthew Stafford's. Uh, I don't look at myself as anti Stafford. I look at myself much, as very uh, much, pro facts. Very, very much against. <laughs> very much against Stafford being being given a gold jacket. Um, you know, and I don't know if there's any kind of. Well, uh, well, well I, if,
0: if Kendall if, if sorry if you say Kendall is anti Stafford, where does he rank on the Rob Parker meter of anti Stafford? You know, because Rob Parker is the is the is the anti Stafford goat. My my guy, my mentor, <laughs> Rob Parker. Where is he? Is he like a five? Is he a seven? Like is he full Rob? Is he a
2: ten? Like where is he on that scale? Oh, nah. like... I don't. Get, I don't get any Stafford hate. <laughs> Stafford hate, but, but he's definitely not a Stafford fan. He definitely whenever you bring up gold jacket, Kendall gets very uh very a lot of strong words are <laughs> <laughs> introduced into conversation. So um, and look, i will be honest. I've been I kind of been helping speaking up for stafford in in those conversations but you know the guy they had on today you know made a lot of good points with regards to some of the stats and stafford shouldn't be a hall of famer right now and uh rivers is not a hall of famer and eli manning may also not be a hall of famer we don't know we gotta see so a lot of things you know are made of stats i mean um you know, some of the stats that Stafford had been putting up uh, these past several years, I mean, people like even Kerry Collins and Testaverde and some of the guys back in the day put up, you know, good and decent stats for the time. Right, right, right. Top 10 QB the type stats. One, yeah. But, you know, if those guys want a chip, they would not even be in the discussion for a Hall of Fame. Mm. For a gold jacket. So, But Stafford now won a chip. I mean, people saying, is he an automatic Hall of Famer? I mean, honestly, right now, if he were to just retire now, I'd probably say I mean I'd probably say no not automatic certainly not automatic um do I think he will be a Hall of famer uh I mean I think if he stays on the Rams for like another five ten years I'd be surprised if he didn't get another chip to be totally honest or, uh, just because he's he's good enough um you know as we've seen so um so I think I think he will be a Hall of famer if he retire right now, honestly no. Um, honestly no. I I probably don't really think because it, it's just what does it do to the Hall of Fame? I think is the is the discussion which I, I've heard Kendall uh, say repeatedly. The Beyond Sanders' times. argument, several times. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, come the Hall of Fame. Yeah, yeah, What is you know, what is the Hall of Fame? You know, what is what is the bar for making the Hall of Fame? Mm-hmm. Do we really want it to be the pantheon of of the best of the best, the legends of the legends, or is it just going to be Okay, you were really good for a while, for a long time, and you got. There a chip, were a lot so of guys that family.
1: got snubbed from this year's Hall of Fame class. Man, I mean,
0: Andre well, my, my my Miami Hurricane just got just
2: hammered. By, it, by I mean, whenever I so so I don't know is this I don't know if this is a controversial opinion or not. Whenever I hear that you know this one got snubbed, that one got stubbed, I'm just like, I mean, there's a lot of people that haven't made it to the Hall. You know, some of the guys that got in, voted in this year. Uh, we're they had never to yeah, they had, to, had wait. to wait such a long time, and I'm not saying everyone should have to wait like yeah, that. Right. But there are a lot of guys that had to wait a really long time yeah to right. be inducted into the Hall of Fame, and you know we even have one, maybe maybe two at least in this class that aren't even alive yeah. to appreciate it. You know, so <laughs> it's like if if there was a one more slot left, I'm not saying oh no, give it to. Devin Hester. It's like, no, give it to Hmm. give it to, you know, this guy who played you know, maybe 30, 40 years ago, who was (laughs) was incredible. I
1: I, I feel like I feel like a lot of the voters share your opinion. I think that that's how we get to the the, these lists where we have guys who, you know, there aren't a whole lot of first ballot, like the first ballot guys are
2: unique. Yeah, like I personally, I don't mind. I wouldn't mind if they had several years where I didn't know almost anybody. That I was being inducted, but I don't think they want to do that because <laughs> they, they you know, gotta, people they won't get, watch. Yeah, they, they got to get the pay. ratings
0: for it. They got to get people to show I'll up. Tell you
1: what, I mean, look, this you is know. the year. If you're going to try and test that theory, there can be a lot of a lot of a lot of kids being like, "Who? Are they, who are any of these guys?" You know, it's like, yeah, it. I mean, yeah. I mean, they got to get C- the. Richard Seymour.
0: Seymour is the most recent guy, and like most that's...
1: recent, most high profile guy. There you go. On that on that yeah. Hall of Fame list, you know. So they're testing it out. Um. Yeah, yeah, they, they. they It'll be interesting, and I think that that's the key with the Stafford conversation is what is a Hall of Famer, what does it mean, does, right. do I think he's going to make it you know, first ballot, or does he make it 30 years from now, I don't know. I can't really project how the how the the, the winds will, will will shift in terms of narrative and how the, the quarterback play evolves or mm-hmm. uh, devolves, maybe it gets worse, and we're like, we then look at Stafford and say, oh, if Stafford's playing now, nah, he'd be the best quarterback in the league. I don't know how any of that will... will Will, mm-hmm. will change, so that's tough to say. What what I do think is in the short term, you know, period. Like EJ said, if Stafford were to retire tomorrow, say you know what I like. Aaron People talking about Aaron Donald potentially retiring. Aaron Donald retires first. Battle hall of fame right? Oh yeah, I, yeah, not in conversation. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, absolutely. Stafford. If he retires, it's 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 tough. I uh, you know I think that you know statistically he's got some arguments. Although, you know, a lot of his a lot of his numbers have been slightly inflated due to the um, the boon of quarterback. Yeah. It's, like you know, he, play. it's like he pl- he played in like what
0: is like it's almost like he played in the steroid era. Of course, we're not saying you steroid. Right. Like baseball. We talk about some of these offensive numbers. Right. Like, well, these guys have to be in the Hall of Fame. Well, you know, some of these are inflated because of steroids. Like that yeah, he's going to go I'm down as numbers. an
1: all time top. Fifteen top ten passer. Yeah,
0: yeah. The, 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 the and, career passing yards and touchdowns. He's gonna be he's gonna be in the top ten if he's not and, already a top five. Like, he, like those numbers are there.
2: And another thing to consider that I think was in one of these articles, it would be the Washington Post, or the Atlantic, one of these trends. But they, um, you know, they had mentioned that. Um, I mean, Stafford was behind so often in Detroit, they had to they had to throw it. I wonder, they didn't I have a about to That's to true. Too.
1: I was just about to mention that they had to I mean, throw it all the way up and down the field. And who was the best running back that he played with? Yeah, who I, was it? I don't even know. You know who <laughs> even is? I, I, you know, I don't know if I can name a running back he played with in Detroit <laughs> that was like not like in the last like two three years. So, you know, that that in and of itself is is part of you know those numbers. I um, obviously played with Calvin Johnson, you know, which also uh, precluded them to want to throw the ball a lot because your best player. Uh, you know the hall of first battle hall of fame him himself at the receiver position but yeah I mean look Stafford's uh, Stafford is a very good he's a very good quarterback right now. Um he's been a very good quarterback for a long time. Um have I ever looked at Matthew Stafford and said this guy is a great quarterback? I don't know. I don't know if I've ever said that. Now you could argue have you ever looked at you know Eli and say he's a great quarterback. <sighs> that that's that's another hard one. Eli's got two titles, you know, versus the one Eli wasn't on a, on a super team where, you know, he came in, he was the last piece and, you know, and all that is a little different. Stafford's title is legitimate. Uh, I'm not going to take that away from him, but, Uh um, but you know, that, that is, that is where the conversation to me gets, gets awkward because when I look at Andre Johnson and look, Andre Johnson's going to make it, but again, the fact that he didn't make it, like he was a top five receiver for, Arguably, most of his career, yeah, you know, right, yeah. Exactly. Case for most of his career, he was a top five receiver in a position where there are two guys starting for all thirty-two teams, and you know, later on in his career, now it's basically three guys starting yeah. for 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 multiple teams as well. And he was top five at his position, and I don't know if Stafford's ever been a top five quarterback in the league. Um, in theory, that should be a harder thing to accomplish being a top five receiver than a top t- top five quarterback. There's only thirty-two starters as opposed to. 64 to 80 starters at receiver so um yeah to me it's tough the the championship helps it always helps um I don't like basing it solely on you know well you know if if, you know Cooper Cup drops that pass and you know something fluky happens in their fumble or they don't call the Logan Wilson penalty Mm -hmm. and the Bengals somehow win that game then he's not a Hall of Famer you know because at the end of the day that is that is such a margin for error that can go in a million different directions? If Stafford took them that far anyway, it's an accomplishment. Yeah, yeah. and you guys start looking at all these other guys,
0: um, you know, too, where you say, okay, this guy didn't have this. Yeah, this guy happened, had that won a happened. title. Like,
1: you, you know, know it, you hear a lot of guys' careers. It where, takes a lot of luck to win a championship.
0: It's just yeah, in any sport, we talk about all the time in this podcast.
1: Yeah, um, you know? yeah. So yeah, you know, I. I the, the it's 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 like the i mean the analytics people love to say that, that wins aren't a qb stat um that you don't measure how good a quarterback is by how many wins they have or how many titles they have and i think that that's a little bit it, it has some merit but i think there is some also there is also some merit to at the quarterback more than any other position being a guy who's won um and Stafford is the weirdest conversation because he's got the title and then he's got, you know, ninety percent of his career being mediocrity in terms of winning.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's got so a losing
1: record as a starter. He's got a losing record as a starter. So that's also gonna be a question. And obviously he got to a great team and then he won a title. And then the question has become was he was he a win because of quarterback? was he a, I think he was probably more of a win with which is not a problem, you know, um, and they, they replaced a guy in Jared Goff who may have been a win in spite of quarterback. So, uh, he was definitely an upgrade for them. And that'll, that'll ultimately be the conversation. And the main narrative is, is Matthew Stafford, a guy that you put on your team and you say, we have a shot to win the championship because we have Matt Stafford on this team. um, it's hard to say, but he's got a title. So at the very least I mean the Rams I mean the Rams did it. I mean they, they did it and, and he, 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 he got them to the championship. So. He got you know what I'm saying, he got the title, but do we feel like there will be people that say I mean there were people that were saying it we I mean we said it before the show. I mean before the Super Bowl, you know, if he doesn't win it, then he didn't he didn't go any he didn't go much further than Jared Goff. Right and yeah, I only say that just on a certain direction and they they might have lost that game anyway. So there's gonna be people that say, yeah, they won it, but did they win it because of Matthew Stafford or was Matthew Stafford just there for the ride? You yeah, know? I get you. They I, win I, it I, at I, yeah. Cooper, Cooper Cup. Did they win it because they had Aaron Donald? And that's gonna be that'll be I think the main determining factor, and if you're a voter, um, in determining those those things.
0: Yeah, I mean I only bring that up just because you know, in fairness to him in his case, like. You know, the Rams last year had no chance to win a Super Bowl because of how bad their quarterback play was. So, when we say, is he the kind of guy we put on your team and say, we have a chance to win Super Bowl. No, that was their, that's the only reason why they got him. Like, they, they got him because they felt like they didn't have a shot. And by getting him on the team, they then felt like, okay, now we have a shot to win this. And they But there are some guys where
1: it's any team. Because that's the thing. Stafford was on a that's, team. Okay, that's fair. For 10, yeah. 12 years where they, we never thought they had a chance to win a Super Bowl. And he was there the whole time. Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Whereas I don't know Tom Brady, you can kind of put him on any team. You're like, well, this team's got a shot to win it because Brady. No, that's that's totally right. fair. That, no, that, that's totally fair, Kendall. It's
0: funny. I, I I go back and I look at the quarterbacks that are in the Super Bowl. Excuse me, in the Hall of Fame. And we talked about it a little bit last week. It was stunning when I looked at his stats. One, the, just the, the amount of yards and touchdowns he's thrown over the course of his career are, are very impressive. There's just no denying that. Um, I would say regardless of era he's in, in my opinion. But it was it was so striking to then also look at his resume and see no All Pro and one Pro Bowl in his entire career, including like this year. He didn't make the Pro Bowl this year. <laughs> like he has one Pro Bowl of his entire career. So then I said, okay, well, how many quarterbacks that are in the Hall of Fame have never made All Pro? Because I mean, that's still uh, that's a hard that's a high bar. But I was curious. There's only a few. Roger Staubach, which is stunning to me. He was never All-Pro, but Roger Staubach never made All-Pro. Um, it was uh, John Elway, also stunning, but never made All-Pro. Warren Moon, not as stunning, only because of the era he played in and his teams weren't, like, you know, they didn't win championships. They weren't the best. Um, so that wasn't as stunning, but I was like, okay. And Troy Aikman, also, I thought was a little stunning. So I don't think anyone was think he's as good as any of those guys. But then I said, okay. Take that away. How many of these guys that are in the Hall of Fame have made one Pro Bowl in their career? There's no quarterback in the the history of the the Hall of Fame that's only made one Pro Bowl. Now, to be fair, of course, Stafford's career is not over, but we're talking about if his career ended today. (laughs) That's fair, but we're talking about if his career ended today and we're looking at where he's at right now. And I don't want to, you know, we know the Pro Bowl game is a joke, but I think being named a Pro Bowler isn't a joke, not as a quarterback. And I mean, and when I look at these numbers, it's not like oh, there are guys who made it only twice. Like I think from what I can see, the lowest number I've seen of these guys that have made it was three. Uh, Sid Luckman made the, who played in the 1950s 40s. He made the NFL All Star Game three times. He was the guy that had the least amount. Everyone else has had at least four. The lowest number was four after that, and that was uh, 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 Kurt Warner. Um, I just had him. Where'd I lose him? Uh, George Blanda. And Ken Fable that's when I wanted to have our child. So, I mean, when we think about... I, I do think that it's fair when you talk about... If you're going to be a Hall of Famer, we got to think of... Uh, how are you amongst your peers? Where do we rank you amongst your peers? And if we could never say we thought you were, like, the absolute... One of the absolute best, then you can't be in the Hall of Fame. You know what I'm saying? Like, And I, I was pretty favorable to, to Matthew Stafford's Hall of Fame case last week. But, you know, kind of doing more research and looking into it today... I, I would not vote him in. If he got in, I wouldn't be tripping. I'm not as much of a gatekeeper when it comes to quarterbacks that lead their teams to Super Bowls and, and were carrying franchises for a long That's period the, of time. That's the—he's got a title. So, like, I like, 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 so have... like you know, I, like, I don't have a problem with Eli getting in. Would I put him in? I probably would. But but I know the case that, that he shouldn't be, and I would understand it, and I respect it. So would it.
1: you rank him in terms of your your, your Hall of Fame— you know the way how you view them in terms of their Hall of Fame candidacy. You rank him ahead of Philip Rivers, who doesn't have a title. No. Yeah, I, neither would I. I mean, I think for a uh, long time, I, I, I would I, not. I I mean. Overlapped a lot of the career for a lot of the career, and for the most part, Rivers was viewed as a better quarterback. He his teams were more competitive in um, certain what some would argue was a tougher conference. I don't but, know if I have ever and, in Phil Rivers' career thought that Matthew
0: Stafford was better than him.
1: <laughs> except I, for like last
0: it's, the last it's year. always it's i always mean say last year but last start. year he played well he re- he threw yeah, four thousand yeah, yards so, last year he took the team yeah. to the playoffs so yeah, Stafford didn't, didn't do again
2: is, is he was ne- he never really had like a really bad like terrible season yeah um or not, at least not that I can remember he was always very good yeah, yeah I mean every yeah. now and then
0: he get loose to turnovers but you know
2: yeah but he was always he was always very talented and um and those Chargers teams were never like really good, you know, no. or like nah. like tur- like rosters wise, right? You know, like we talk about how bad Detroit was, which they were really bad, um, but the Chargers weren't like never like yeah. loaded.
1: Yeah, they, they had a couple
2: years know. where they were. They had was, a couple with, years with where they where yeah. When and,
0: and when they were loaded, they they went they went to the playoffs. They did you know they won yeah. a game or two. Like you know it wasn't just all fair, poverty. You know <laughs> <percent. laughs> it wasn't like oh they just all oh, they just ever, either flamed that. out or didn't like make the playoffs. Like they they did some things. You know what I'm saying.
2: Yeah, so right. you know, it's a better organization. Rivers just Rivers landed at a better organization. Yeah. Um, but but I could definitely see that argument. Um, you know, and I mean, just to be honest, I, Rivers still may come back. He's still talking about coming back all this stuff, <laughs> So so we don't know what's gonna happen with that. But um, honestly, the 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 name I hear always compared with Stafford with regards to this whole thing. And besides Eli Manning, because everyone always brings up Eli Manning, is uh, Joe Flacco. They're like, "Oh, is Joe Flacco a Hall of Famer?" See, he got a no. chip. Like Joe Flacco's not a Hall of Famer. Yeah, that's not even. And, yeah, to me and that
1: that's, it's the one,
2: that's the one that makes me think because my the gut just immediately says no, he's not. But then I'm like, well, what's the difference? Joe Flacco was always, always good, very good. Yeah, good you know, he was always a very good quarterback, very desired yeah, I think quarterback. The uh, I think
0: the difference though yeah, is that yeah. I think if we if, if if Matthew Stafford played for the Ravens, I think he'd have more than one ring.
1: That's, that's how I feel. That's, that, that's the big difference is that Flacco played on a loaded team. He played on a loaded team. He played with an excellent team. defense. Yeah. And,
2: and he didn't so get a lot, lot out of them.
1: Like what we talked about with the Rams, like, I don't think anybody thought the Ravens were good because they had Joe Flacco. Right. Like he just happened to be a good quarterback who was on a great team. Whereas Stafford <laughs> happened to be a good quarterback who was on a bad team. And so uh, <laughs> some may argue against Stafford. There were years where some may have argued, no, Stafford's a better quarterback than this guy. He's just – you just an advantage. Just kind. Of, I mean, look. It's 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 sort of how we look at. Really, the question about Matthew Stafford is: Do you look at him? Have we ever looked at him as how we looked at Deshaun Watson last year, where he was? People looked at him as, yeah, this guy's a top, clearly a top five, six, seven quarterback. He just happens to be on like the worst team in the league. I think early in his career, there might be. Some there were times. a couple years yeah. there where I think people had that perception of him. Yeah. He just got stuck. You like. He he stayed there. I mean, he just st- he stayed there way too long. And it was a lot of was out of out of out of his control. He didn't pull a Watson, um, and want to you know ask for a trade. But um, thank you for clarifying that by the way, by saying pulling a Watson, by saying that he didn't want to
0: trade. Yeah, yeah, not, yeah. yeah not the the criminal behavior, <laughs> legally
1: right. Um, so yeah, I mean that's that that that's the that's really the 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 thing about Stafford that is curious is figuring out you know was was he a guy who had two or three super Bowls in him but was stuck in the wrong situation The, the problem i have with that notion is that what player in nfl history what other player in nfl history do we say that about where we're like i mean not just like at the quarterback position particularly where we look at them and we're like i mean yes of course there are guys who you say yeah, if, if Warren Moon was in San Francisco instead of Joe Montana he'd have a title or Marino if Dan Marino... Was in like of course you could say you could say that about a lot of a lot of the sports, a lot of situations. Right. But like I, I just, make, like I think what makes I think what makes his typically case, the guys who yeah. win it or the guys who can win it typically get one or get close. And Stafford got one on a different team. And then that that's that that is what will get him back into that conversation. But I think what makes the the difference on this Uh, And before we move on
0: is like you mentioned like oh Warren Moon was on the Niners or Dan Marino was on you know the Giants some place like that but the problem is those guys won a lot in the places they were at you know what I'm saying it wasn't like oh Warren Moon was not going to the playoffs or Dan Marino wasn't going to the playoffs or like winning the division or those guys actually like they, they, they were winning quarterbacks they took their teams deep into the postseason in a couple of years Stafford had zero postseason wins until the Super Bowl uh, year, obviously. Like, like I think that that that's a major difference when we compare these two guys, uh, you know, and to these other guys that don't have championships or guys who don't have as many championships. And we say, well, what what happened? What went wrong? And say, well, if they were on a different team it'd be better. As well with Stafford, it's like, okay. That's true, and we saw that. We saw him win the Super Bowl somewhere else. But I don't, I I don't know if it necessarily we could always just look at his time in Detroit as like. Like a boost to his resume, to say, oh, like he was, he was a superstar talent. He just was around nobody. It's like that's true, but like at what point do you lift the players that you're around and like oh, how come there are other examples of guys playing with nobody that were able to at least win some? You couldn't win anything. Like, like that's that's the part of it that's a little tough. I think for again people trying to make the case for him for me to kind of understand, but. Uh, it's a compelling case. Again, it's a compelling case because it's very complicated with the just kind of just the, the volume of his yards numbers and his touchdowns for his career. And then the Super Bowl ring where he had a game-winning drive to, 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 to win the Super Bowl, but he did throw two interceptions in the game. Uh, he was kind of fi- trying to find himself for much of that second half. But he still got and it realized, done. Like, fine Cooper Cup. Yeah, and then start throwing into the you know the guy who had the one of the greatest receiver years of all time. It, it, it's a very he's a very complicated NFL figure, and I think that this conversation um, is going to continue until he wins more rings, and he might be able to. You know, he's he's only thirty three years old, or uh, he's just turned thirty four, so he'll have um, he has at least probably three good years left in him. And you think about the way quarterbacks play, maybe even more, depending on how he keeps himself healthy, and we'll have to see from there. But uh, he's a very compelling case. Real quickly, before we move on to the Bengals side of this. Anyone have a problem with Cup winning MVP over Donald? No, nope. All right, mm, just clean nope. sweep there. <laughs> clean sweep there. I, I didn't either. I, 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 to me, you know, the bank, the Rams don't win, don't have a chance to win if Cup doesn't just take over the game in the last drive on the offense. People are like, upset, and then he scored apparently. the touchdown. People he are scored, upset. He scored twice, apparently. by the
1: way. He does one playoff taken away. What yeah. was that kind of? Yeah, people are upset because apparently the voting is tallied uh, at the two minute warning, and so Donald really didn't have a shot, uh, <laughs> no matter what he did. Uh, Why do they do he that? He could have got a strip sack, touchdown. But like, what won? happens if what, what happens if kind of they got man? three sacks? They didn't even score, sack. but they didn't even
0: score the two minute warning. What happens if they don't score? Well, I th- I think the idea is you. Pro- I, I, That's I kind of an th- absurd
1: rule. Yeah, I think the idea is you, you vote what? for two guys. Um,
2: you vote for someone on the Bengals and someone on the Rams. That's a terrible idea. And it, it, I think it's bad too. Because, I mean What if Stafford had a great game and he throws yeah. two picks in the, within two what minutes? What if Burrow? What, you if, you if,
1: know, Burrow, what if, if Burrow runs ninety yards for a touchdown and wins the game? You know, <laughs> you know like and then you say, "Well, two minutes." Be uh, Logan Wilson. Yeah yeah, 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 T-, right, T-, H- oh, T. Higgins. You know. Yeah, <laughs> you know, Jamar Chase does something crazy. That doesn't make any sense. That's another thing. So yeah, crazy. it's 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 a little bizarre, but I, yeah. that it makes sense why those people at that point of at that point of the game. The yeah, way I mean, it's like it's like oh, Cooper yeah, Cup yeah. about to win this game <laughs> single handedly. It made sense why they they were like, "Let's just vote for a couple. Yeah, shout mm-hmm. out to Aaron Donald. Uh, we'll talk about him
0: a yep. little bit later as well. I mean, he had a phenomenal showing in that second half and obviously the last drive he was he was whatever school he went to man they did a good job with (laughs) it here we go the pit propaganda that that's that's the that's definitely cue to move on to the next subject but shout out to him uh and shout out to cooper cup i also had no issue with him winning super bowl mvp but it had to be asked these are the questions people are asking post super bowl i do want to talk quickly about the Bengals though because it looked like they were going to be in the driver's seat to secure their first super bowl in franchise history uh they came up just a tad bit short you had a drop from Tyler Boyd that stalled a mid quarter drive that gave the Rams a ball back and when they eventually scored the go ahead touchdown. The defense had multiple chances to stop the Rams on third and fourth down on the Rams final offensive drive and weren't able to get it done. And then the Bengals offense uh failed to get one yard to extend uh a potential game winning drive or at least game winning drive a game tying drive to send it overtime uh late in the fourth quarter. So Kendall, what would you say when you look at, you know, this Bengals uh it wasn't a debacle. I guess you just call it performance. What would you say was the biggest factor in their loss?
1: Um, <laughs> the refs? No. Um, I mean, some people in Cincinnati are saying that. Yeah, and well, that's 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 par for the course with these situations. I'm
2: gonna get into that.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's par for the course, but um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, let's, let's, let's ultimately L- looking like the MLB umpires yeah yeah it, it ultimately was a situation where you have um a team that was that was built that was an underdog that was flawed and it was built flawedly not through not really even through like bad you know them having a bad off season or yeah they have, they've had probably yeah it, it really wasn't anybody's fault here but it's just the, the the all the the attrition of bad decisions over the last 10 years right because ultimately you know you get to this point no matter no matter all the the good you can do in the last two off seasons it's hard to turn yourself from you know uh, a team that wins one or two games to a, a team that go into super bowl um and they got really close but still the the again the the thing that makes them a flawed team uh you know as much as they rebuilt the defense they still had some holes in the secondary um and you know, you're relying on a guy like Eli Apple, who was, you know, a first-round pick, but was also a uh, a journeyman bust, you know, to be basically, you number know, one of your top corners and covering Cooper Cup in the must-have situation. One-on-one. One-on-one. I mean, Giants fans are laughing at you, yeah, you know? Yeah, Saints, Saints fans are laughing at you. The all the teams are, they play for Chiefs, laughing at them. Chiefs receivers were, all, were openly laughing at you after the game um, on Twitter. I'll tell you what, so, I've
0: never seen, you want to talk about people that were laughing at Joel Embiid using that R.I.P. Bozo meme. Um, on Twitter, that's essentially what I saw from NFL receivers across the across the country who yeah. tweeted about Eli Apple and his performance. There's a lot of RIP Bozo energy I saw.
1: Yeah, yeah, I, I didn't like, I, you know, I didn't like MeCole Harman you know, you know, chopping it up as if you know he's like. <laughs> yeah, I'm not even from, about from it. Like couch. he's Jerry, like he's Jerry Rice. Yeah, hey, like
0: yeah, like, like not... hey, come on, Kendall, it's spicy today. What are you trying to yeah, say? Yeah,
1: hey, Me and Michael Hardman, where were you in the conversation? <laughs> um, so yeah, that was yeah, that that was a little strange to me. But like I said, from his couch. Uh, <laughs> That's
2: you know. what I'm saying.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no, I mean, so that ultimately, that the, the the secondary being kind of weak, and then obviously we can talk about the offensive line, the offensive line. You know, it got Joe Burrow injured again, as we you know yeah. it was postulated for, uh, you know, thirteen months now that Joe, Joe Burrow would continue to get hurt playing behind this offensive line if they didn't upgrade it, and then that that's what happened. Um, you know, you hate to see it. Um, you know, I just feel like it's like the the meme that 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 went that that was big in the off season, the whole Jamar Chase Penay School meme, where it's like the graphic of you know, Penny Sewell, uh, you know, if Joe Burrow is, has Penny Sewell blocking him, you know, and they're the they're the stick figures, he's throwing it to anybody protected versus, you know, Jamari Chase is running open, but, you know, uh, Joe Burrow sacked because he doesn't have an offensive line. Yeah, and that, and that's, that was the last play of the game. That was the last play of the game. Yeah. You know, they had a shot to win it, but... He didn't yeah, you know, have more. Javon Chase is running free behind Jalen Jalen Ramsey and, and and you know and and uh, and Burrow's already in in the turf. I tell you what, man, Jalen Ramsey. You we were talking about the ultimate, uh, you know, he got an A on the group project. We didn't do anything. Uh, <laughs> that, that was Jalen Ramsey in that Super Bowl. You know what's bad about playing
0: corner though is that I felt like he made some good plays, but he, he he made also some really bad plays that I mean, almost cost I mean, team the game. If he
1: didn't get that that pass breakup on T. Higgins. Uh, right. They probably lose the game. Yeah, know? they hundred percent lose the game. Yeah. Um, and that that's the issue with the Bengals. It's not even it, it's you, we could again. People could point to the Logan Wilson, you know, flag and you know. I know EJ. You pointed out it may have been a false start. On the, on yeah, to flesh. miss that false start is egregious to me. Um it,
0: it was egregious live, and I can't. I still can't believe they missed it. And then I mean, Mike Barrera came out
1: and was like, "That's just the the Logan Wilson. It just wasn't a whole you know." Yeah. Um, And when you see the refs throwing the refs under the bus in a big spot like that, you know the guy, the guy clearly messed up. Um, But yeah, I mean, we could talk about that one play, but there were plays that were unforced errors by the Bengals. There was the Burrow missing chase on a big what was it third down. There was uh, Tyler Boyd dropping a pass on a big third down. Um, There was, (laughs) I mean, we could say that Samaj P Ryan. You know, play was great by Aaron Donald, but not putting Joe Mixon is an unfortunate error. That's that's you <laughs> making the mistake of of, of in, in terms of deciding your personnel on the field. You've um, seen Joe Mixon
2: take plays like that to the house.
1: Yeah, uh, and, and then and ultimately not being able to capitalize in, in the red zone stuff that we talked about going into this game as a theme for the Bengals this whole off or this whole playoffs. Um, them not capitalizing on that on that drive where they went for it on fourth and one and they got it and then in the red zone and then burrow gets sacked sacked on a third down down. and takes them out of uh out of go for it range and they have to kick the field goal that that those four points end up being the difference in them winning that game and that's those are the unforced errors that lost them that game on top of the fact that there were some blades that or a little wishy-washy from the refs. I mean, we talk about the Logan Wilson hold, but then that Jalen Ramsey, T. Higgins play, He's, I mean, he was grabbing T. Higgins. And yeah, I, yeah. I, nobody was complaining about it because it was good defense, but it was really no different uh, than what Logan Wilson did. And Logan
0: Wilson... Yeah, biggest, I didn't, I didn't have much of an issue with that. You know, I know it was a clear face mask, but those guys were hand fighting. I, I didn't have much of an issue with that being a non-call. And, and that, that I was talking about it different. I was talking about oh.
1: the, the Higgins... Oh, oh the, on the on the on the stopped. third down stop, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. They stopped him. Yeah. You know, he's grabbing Higgins jersey and then he, he, you're using that as leverage. I mean, that's what that's what Wilson did with cup. Yeah, and Wilson got caught with it, and <laughs> Ramsey didn't. And that that's a that's a 14 point swing there, potentially. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's a big deal. And, and Sham, you know, I, I tweeted it after the game, and to me, I thought you know sometimes it's it's rare it's something as simple as this in football because football has so many players and people just involved in the production of the game. And I mean, my production, I mean, actual, you know, the playing of it, not even like the TV production. So it's hard to say, it's hard to simplify the game in many ways, but sometimes it's as simple as my stars played better than your stars when it mattered most. And to me, I think that really told the story of what went wrong for the Bengals. It wasn't like the Bengals stars played terrible or choked or, or just, you know, didn't get it done. um, they they it was a hard fought game, but at the end of the day, you know Stafford was a little better than Burrow when he needed to be. Um, Cup was a little better than Chase when he needed to be. Donald was a little better than Hendrickson when he needed to be. All these guys made plays for the Bengals at different parts of the game, but when the chips were really down and they needed something to get done on either side to make the difference, the the Rams stars quote unquote stepped up and the Bengals guy just came up a little bit short now it kind of goes back to my prediction i you know not to toot my own horn but i did pick the rams to win the super bowl on this podcast and one of the reasons i said was i felt like this was the kids versus the adults and when 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 the the going gets tough and it's really time to knuckle up kind of it's knuckle up kind of football i just assumed the adults in the room would figure it out that's kind of what i saw it, it, it kind of looked like that. It was a tough game. These kids were giving these guys everything they had because they're hella talented. But then it became winning time, and the adults showed up. It wasn't pretty. It wasn't easy. But they got it done. And for Cincinnati, a, a young team still trying to uh, that that's way ahead of schedule in terms of their development. It just seemed like that moment. I don't want to say it was too big for them, but they just weren't they weren't going to win that kind of game. Not not against that team. They played against a different, another younger team or another team that wasn't as desperate. You know, we, we see all these guys that are allegedly ready to retire um, after the game. Like, <laughs> it was a level of desperation for the Rams to win that game. That <laughs> maybe... For that. <laughs> what do you say? People talking about Tommy Vay before the game wanting to retire. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there was a level of desperation into that game that was almost to me abnormal for even a Super Bowl team. I mean, which is crazy, because you think it's a Super Bowl. But it just felt like This is a game we cannot lose. And they had to have it. There's so many guys. Odell, Beckham, Von Miller going for his second. We talked about Stafford, McVay, Aaron Donald. We now learned how much this game meant to him. Like, it was a can't-lose situation, so the adults showed up. The Bengals, they wanted to win. I'm sure they played as hard as they could, and they badly, badly wanted it. But they're the kids in this situation. And I thought the adults rose up. That was how I saw what happened with the Bengals. Did they get bad whistle? 100%. The Wilson call, egregious. The non uh, false start, I think even more egregious because that was obvious to me. But this is what yeah. happens in sports. I can't really go crazy about that. It just is what it is. But that to me was a big yeah. difference in the game for me.
2: Yeah, I mean, I mean, you're right. I mean, the Rams. I I'm not going to take anything away from the Rams. Right? They showed up to play. The stars showed up. They played hard. They all played well. Stafford did what he had to do. Cup did what he had to do. Donald. Did what he had to do. Von Miller did what he had to do. Right. They showed up. They did their jobs. Odell. Yeah. Odell did what he had to do. Shout out to Odell. How has no one mentioned Odell yet on this podcast? You know, so Odell, Odell was, was fantastic early on. Without him, they don't win this game. Nope. You can make the argument. So, they, they do not
0: win that game without Odell Beckham because we saw yeah. what they looked like after he left, and it was scary for. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Like thirty-five minutes, it, the last five anything. minutes of the game, the only time the offense was competent.
2: Yeah, so it was it was crazy. So, um, so yeah, shout out to the Rams, the Bengals. Um, they got to get an old line. I mean, it's you know, this draft there really aren't any excuses in this draft. Last year's draft is oh, Should we get Chase? Did you want Chase? Blah, blah, blah. Now there are no excuses. They need linemen. They need to draft linemen. They need to sign linemen. And it's so tough because
1: the, it, part of the reason why the, the Penny Soul people
2: are <coughs> like, I say call, the Penny Soul um, truthers. Soul <laughs> truthers are out, and they're out in full force. Hey, look,
1: this is what we were talking about this <laughs> game. Right, but but the, the part of the issue with drafting Chase, as great as he is, and I'm not even saying it's. It, 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 the wrong decision it was the right decision i guess in hindsight but the issue is that
2: was it the right decision for joe burrow's long-term career
1: yeah no that's that's part of the question and and you have a you have a a position like finding great offensive linemen now i don't think anybody even the people that wanted them to draft chase or sewell thought that well if you pick one you'll be in the super bowl so you know that that was that was a surprise regardless of what you did yeah but now you're in a position where you're good, and so finding the generational left tackle doesn't grow on trees. Now you could say Jamar Chase right. doesn't grow on trees either, but we've seen guys who were drafted in the late first round, a la Justin Jefferson, end up being a generational receiver. Yeah. You know, can you find a generational left tackle late in the first round? I mean, in in history, yeah, it's happened, but it's much harder to find starting level mm-hmm. offensive linemen, particularly on the at the tackle position. You know, late. You know, or in the second round, than mm-hmm. it is to find receivers that can play for you. I mean, yeah. just looking at this draft. I mean, you know, Jahan Dotson has been been a guy who's been projected in that Cincinnati right. Bengals range. No,
2: you know, he
1: could play from day one. Nah. You no, know, good luck finding a guy who's
2: going to be a, a starting left out. Now, honestly, I think they should be willing to give up pieces. You got to trade up to get.
1: You got to trade up to get
2: if at, at least a lineman because they don't have any lineman right now. They don't. They don't. I mean, they. Burrow was protected nowhere in that game. So they need to be willing to give up something to get this man some help. Is literally, um, you know, it's 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 uh, Swagoo. Shout out to Swaggoo. Burrow needs new security badly. You know, so he absolutely needs some help. Um, you know, they can use some pieces on defense too, for sure. But that line should be their top priority. You know, Line more linemen and maybe a blocking tight end. Uh, well, I, but, I mean, the, the, the
0: Bengals, according to uh, overthecap.com, have uh, $57 million in cap space, $44 million in effective cap space. Every set, every set that doesn't go to Jesse Bates needs to go to the line. There you go. I, I don't know who else is on the team. that Those guys aren't important. <laughs> it's they need to they need to invest heavily in the offensive line. Wherever they draft this year, draft they need to if they need to move up. Uh, they don't they, they haven't made any crazy big trades, so they have all their draft capital to my understanding. So they need to be willing to trade up to get the right kind of offensive linemen. That's all that matters at this point, you know. I I, I was I I was willing to give them a lot, shoot them a lot more bail for the chase pick at the time than I think Kendall was. Though I was like, I think I would have went with Sewell. But I get it because Chase is a, a, a rock star, as far as I was concerned. But, I mean, now there's no excuses. I mean, now it's it's you have to build this line. Because, as we saw, you know, Burrow is in danger playing behind those guys. It's not it's not about, a, oh, it, it, yes, it is about effectiveness of trying to win championships, of course. But even beyond that, it's just protecting your investment. And clearly, you know, last la, the last game we see him go out, luckily they say there was no really bad structural damage and he won't need surgery on that knee but i mean i thought it was lights out when he went down it looked terrible and we see him take those kind of hits every week playing behind these these busters like we it's enough it's enough they they gotta they gotta do everything they can to improve the offensive line it cost them super bowl i don't blame them like i said earlier i don't think you can blame them because they weren't supposed to be in in the super bowl like they weren't ready for this kind of thing so now you're in the super bowl going against aaron donald von miller you know leonard floyd like, they go going against monsters. So <laughs> what happened to them <laughs> was expected. But, like, now that they see where they're at and what the potential is, because I think, that, to me, this is what this was about. This is about what could be for Cincinnati. Because they could be a perennial Super Bowl contender with the, 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 the quarterback and the skill position player that they have. We saw that very clearly. And they got some defensive guys on that defense as well that are good players, as we saw. You know, they got to find a way to keep Jesse yeah. Bates. Um, but, you know, Henderson's a monster up front. Hubbard's a good player up front. You know, Kendall talked about Wilson. You know, he talked about Wilson and Bates being key guys, and those guys played big time in Super Bowl. Like, they got guys. It's just there are certain pieces where they're just – they're not just, like, okay at. They're, like, terrible. Like, Eli Apple can't be the guy that you say he's our one-on-one match of a Cooper Cup down the stretch. You can't be having some of these guys on the offensive line going one-on-one against Aaron Donald and Val Miller. Like, these are just – this is these are not serious – Matchups; those guys are gonna get killed every single time. So, you know, shout out to the Bengals for a great year. But I think that that's gonna be clearly what we look at this game and say what went wrong. It's like, well, you know, the places where they we knew they were weak, they they didn't show up in those spots when we they would have needed to play much better than than. than
1: I also we, thought we that they abandoned the running game a little bit in the second half. They got a little cute. They thought they did. Yeah, I think they, I think they thought that thought they, they could put these guys away. Yeah, they, yeah, and I and I totally got it with the way. The Rams were they, playing they, out they, Yeah, and they started out with that kill shot to start
0: the half. You know, I think they thought, yeah. okay, here we go. I think a lot of people watching the game thought, I think, here we go. And,
1: that's, and I told you tomorrow, like that's what happens. That's what happened last year in the game that Joe Burrow got hurt um, against yep. Washington. Yeah, you didn't tell me that, yeah. Like that was a similar situation where people were all week were like, oh my gosh, Joe Burrow's going a kill behind playing against the Washington front four with Chase right. Young and, and Montez Sweat and Jonathan, Jonathan allen, allen yeah. and they came into the game their their they game plan i remember watching that game vividly having to have i was working having to cover that game and they came out their strategy initially was a lot of quick passes similar to what we saw in this game and you know getting the ball out of burrow's hands quickly and as you found a rhythm and you realize oh maybe they're not that scary you get away from that even if you get away from it once or twice <laughs> you're gonna get burned and then. the both games, Burrow gets hurt, you know, because you get away from the game plan and you don't realize that. Yeah, I mean, you guys can hold up for a couple of plays, but can they hold up for an entire game? Can they hold up for all four quarters? And that—that's—that's that's what's tough. And you got to commit to your game plan. Um, and Burrow and Mixon was running the ball with success, you know, but they went away from it and didn't. I mean, they couldn't score, you know, in the last in the last quarter, quarter and a half. Exactly. Um, Of course, football is a
0: 365-year sport, and we're already looking ahead to next season. The future of the Rams' top contributors remains in great doubt with Sean McVay and Aaron Donald, both allegedly mulling retirement, um, along with the ACL injury to Odell Beckham in the game after he'd already made a big impact scoring a touchdown in the first quarter. Meanwhile, the Bengals are coming off a magical run in a team filled with young, talented, skilled players, but as we just mentioned, this beleaguered offensive line does need to be revamped. And it's what likely cost him a Lombardi trophy this time around. Shamari, which of these teams would you say is most likely to make it back to Super Bowl next year? We know history tells us that the odds are very much stacked against either team, but particularly the team
2: that loses, which in this case is the Bengals. Um, I mean, honestly, I think it's the Rams. Um, uh, even though the NFC is the better division. Um, though I mean I guess we'll see how that how that turns out next year, but um, they certainly were this year. Um, but I think it's the Rams. Um, if they can get everybody back, uh, you know they have the quarterback that they needed. Uh, we saw how that turned out this year. Um, and the bank just the the Rams organization has they they did the, they did the work that they needed to do to put themselves in a position to win a Super Bowl. So they've shown that they're they're willing and able to do that. So just looking at this from a top-down perspective, do I trust the Cincinnati front office to do that? I don't know. They kind of got a little lucky with the Burrow pick. They got lucky. They got a year where they could get a legit superstar, and they went out and did that, and they got to the Super Bowl in the year after that, that coming year. Um, so, do I trust the Cincinnati front office to do that? I don't know. The Rams showed that they can do that. They made moves to get rid of Goff, you know, to bring in some more defensive pieces, and they made it to the Super Bowl. I don't know if Cincinnati can do that, but we're gonna see. But I, based on that, based on that alone, really, I'm definitely taking the Rams. I think the Rams have a better shot.
0: All right, Shmoy's going Rams. Kendall, are you gonna make it two for the Rams here?
1: Um. I mean, like you said, these propositions are unlikely uh, in either direction. I mean, just in, in general, these are uh, whatever. Whenever they say, you know, pick the early uh, champion, I mean, it's a sucker's bet. You know, <laughs> not I, the odds of either one of these teams. When we know, we don't know what they're going to do in the all season. Yeah.
2: Um, you know, it, who's going to get hurt? <laughs> with,
1: <laughs> with the case of the Bengals, that's a big deal, I guess. But. Um, and the Rams, I guess, apparently, but uh, so it's it's hard to say. But I, if if I were to if I were to, if I were to guess, I would say that um, I think the the Bengals might actually be better positioned to make it back. Um, as Shamar alluded to, the AFC is slightly weaker mm-hmm. in terms of the overall teams. Obviously, the Chiefs are are have been scary. We, right. we got to see Jeez, what happens goodness. with the enemy. Uh, right. the enemy's got a got an aspiring contract. Will he be gone? You know, they already lost Mike Kafka, the QB coach. What will their offense look like? Uh, Bills you know, lost Day ball. Bills lost Dayball as well. The Bills should be dangerous. Uh, um but after those two teams, you know, you look at it and you say, They're right there. Whereas in the uh in the NFC, I mean Brady's out of the picture and we'll see what happens with Rogers. But um, I, I think even the NFC West in, in general is, is going to be tough. I mean, San Francisco is not going anywhere. Uh, Arizona's gonna—they've—they've got—they got a little blood, blood on their chin. Let's see if they come back with a little bit more. Uh, Ari, more Ari, Arizona looks like they're on fire right now.
2: <laughs> <Between this laughs> They—they've got it. They
0: Murray yeah. today—they're talking about the guy's not a good leader. I don't know what the hell's going on, in Arizona. Yeah, I mean, they they gut
1: check time for that for that whole. That whole group So (laughs) Man They lose Kyler Um, Boy That'll be fun And And Obviously we'll see what happens in Seattle And that's always the thing You really don't know the outlook of all these other teams But Really When it comes down to the Rams You know There could be a lot of Could be Potentially be a lot of attrition Um And if you bring everybody back As we saw with Tampa Does that Sort of Stale Does that stale things out a little bit Dude dude, Does ego Start to come into the picture Um it, it, ultimately, we got to see how these injuries play out with with guys like Odell and Robert Woods, and when these guys will be back and how they'll look. But uh, I would not say the odds for either one of them making it is, is 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 rather high. I agree with that last part. I don't think that uh, I don't think that it's
0: likely either guy will, will, either team rather will be in it. Probably, I would agree with Ken. I think I think I would actually lean lean towards the um. Leads towards the Bengals only because of the mindset I'm hearing from these guys on the Rams. Again, like, you know, Sean McVay don't know if he want to do this. Aaron Donald don't know if they want to do this anymore. It's going to take a lot to go from there to if these guys decide to come back to get to the level. Okay, I'm ready to defend a championship. You know, next season against all these teams that are not going to have a target on our back and our chest. Like that's a different level of focus and intensity that's needed to get to that level. And I know it's a long time from, you know, training camp in July or even the regular season in September. But to be here and be like, Yo, I don't know if I want to do this anymore now that I've actually accomplished my goal to I'm ready to defend this championship, it, it, I just feel like that's a long way to go. And, and for teams that are this kind of wary, I don't feel all that great about it. They're losing Kevin O'Connell on their offensive staff already. So now, so we know the offensive staff's going to have a big, you know, it's going to be a big turnover regardless of Sean McVay's back. But, I mean, obviously, if he's gone, then it's going to be, you know, Darfur over there in terms of what they do to figure everything out. So I think the Bengals, because we look at their team and say, look, we don't we don't expect any of these guys to, to, to take a step back. You know, Burrow is ascending. Chase is ascending. T. Higgins ascending. You know, Joe Mixon, at the very least, in the prime of his career, um, they have money to, to add other pieces for them, we just say, look, man, the offensive line, they got to improve this thing. Yeah, but if they're able to do that, they showed this regular season, which was uneven, but had some high notes. And in this postseason, that they could play and beat anybody. They showed that in the Super Bowl. So I would actually, you know, though, again, history tells you do never take the team that lost the Super Bowl the year before to go back. The Bills are a, a an outlier of all outliers when it comes to uh, championship teams losing Super Bowls and finally uh, losing their championship and find a way to get back to it the next year. That just doesn't happen really often in sports, let alone the NFL. NFL is extremely rare. Usually, the team that loses in the Super Bowl the next year doesn't make the playoffs. Usually, it's a, it's just a complete crater. And a lot of it is this, this mental attitude of like one, the heartbreak of losing, and then the feeling like, oh, well, well, it'll be easy to get back. And once we get back, we'll win it. And it's never as easy. Teams that won it, they have a better chance because they're, you know, usually one, they're a little better. because They won a the Super Bowl. And two, uh, I, I think there is, a, you know, a little bit more, you know, experience on the team, experience kind of going through a regular season that they usually at least make it to the playoffs. And sometimes they can get back. But but I think this is a, a different scenario because it's just the mindsets and kind of the where these teams are stationed in their progressions moving forward, where I actually think it may be flipped. I think the, the Bengals are more likely to be here to stay. And the Rams actually end up
1: being more of the flash in the pan. Interesting. You know? The Bengals have a higher ceiling. I mean, I feel like the Rams. Yeah. They what we saw. I don't. Can't um, imagine get oh, better. Man,
2: I I agree with that. That's for sure. Yeah. That's, I mean,
1: I think like like the even the way they won, like that's that's the only
0: way I could have seen the Bang the Rams like winning a Super Bowl. Right. It was like it was kind of like that. Like like you know I I, I predicted a kind of close game. Like I didn't th- They ain't, they ain't ever gonna win a game like they're gonna just flawlessly blow somebody out like.
1: Right.
0: And, I think,
2: and honestly, I think the Bengals had the better quarterback. I mean, we've seen Bang, we've seen Burrow with protection, and it's scary. I mean, we saw that at LSU, and we just saw him without protection, and it's scary. He made it to the Super Bowl. Yeah. So, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it. But again, I just uh, Cincinnati. We gotta see what they do. Uh, you know, I, I know I already said it, but I just I don't know if they're gonna do what they need to do. It's very simple. But we've seen Cincinnati bungle their <laughs> franchise for decades. So. You know, I don't know if they're going to be. Mike Mike Brown is still
0: owning the Bengals for those at home, still keeping score. So, okay. yeah. yeah, I mean, there you go. Yeah,
2: right, still don't have a GM.
1: Yeah, they still don't have a general manager. Oh, by
2: the way. So, you know, concerned about owner and owner meddling. This is the franchise to be concerned about that. <laughs> uh, well, well you know, said. so so we'll see what happens. With um, the Rams, I feel like this is just a stable, stable sound. Uh, front office, and I feel like that that can be sometimes be very underrated in terms of how important that is to a franchise. So, um, uh, and they got a lot of a lot of veterans uh, there as well. But you know, hey, you never know. The, like I do agree that the Bengals ceiling is higher for sure.
0: I hope that you know they find a GM though. I hope I hope you know. Shout out to uh, to to Duke Tobin, who I guess yeah. has been there uh, directly the director of player personnel. He's been there de facto, I guess, GM now i hope yeah. that they they oh that they uh i hope that they you know promote that dude or, or find somebody else because you know it's, it's just, yeah he's you know, gonna i mean
1: look he's gonna get it he's gonna get a deal and uh, you know if, once they don't once they find some money uh in cincinnati <laughs> so, so finally,
0: apparently it's very hard to find with mike brown i don't know why he, yeah you know you would think being an owner you'd have a lot of it but he, a lot a lot seems to be missing for him
1: yeah kind of a bit it. of a skeleton front office uh hopefully they'll, they'll figure that out yeah exactly last thing before we get off we
0: get off this podcast it's been a great discussion today let's look ahead you know uh, when it comes to this off season outside of the Bengals and rams we have a lot of situations we're following of course aaron Rodgers in green bay uh jimmy g in san francisco what happens with tampa bay how do they replace tom brady what else do we learn about Miami Dolphins owner Stephen Ross and Dan Snyder before next season? There's an NFL draft. It's going to be free agency. Kendall, which storyline are you most looking forward to seeing play out over the course of these next coming months?
1: Um, I mean, you know, I think that this is – first of all, I think the Bengals show teams that, you know, you could go from worst to first in the NFL – uh, if if you if you have if you that's have the, the right personnel, that's the beauty of this. This beauty what you, of this what league. Think,
2: what do you think Lawrence and Doug are going to
1: do next season? Dougie P, Dougie P in Jacksonville. They're next. they the next, uh, are they, are they the next <laughs> Cincinnati. Wall uh,
2: County.
1: Yeah, I mean that that is to me. I think that that is going to be an interesting thing to track. Is what what teams feel like, even if they didn't make the playoffs, make well we see teams start to make moves that. Maybe you would think, conventionally, are you know a year away uh, Mm -hmm. or two years away. Will they like we thought the Bengals were? Will will we see teams maybe make moves that suggest that? uh, No, they're actually they're trying to win now. Um, And and will those teams be considered delusional? I think there's going to be a lot of QB movement, and um, will we see teams make plays? Teams that weren't in the playoffs uh make plays for guys like russell wilson and Deshaun watson um you know and and like you said the tampa thing will be fascinating as well because they're they're a team that kind of came out of nowhere as now having being in the quarterback uh frenzy and quarterback carousel and and they're they might be the best team that, that that is looking for a quarterback uh they may have the most the best personnel around whatever quarterback goes there so um and it sounds like they're going big game hunting. It doesn't sound like they're they're going to go fishing in the draft or for a stopgap. It looks like they're trying to find their franchise quarterback now. So, um, yeah, it'll be fascinating to see how that all shakes out. Yeah, imagine
0: if somehow Aaron Rodgers, I don't, I, I don't know. I would guess he wouldn't feel good about it. But imagine if Aaron Rodgers ends up being the replacement for Tom Brady. I mean, it, it in some ways to me, it would make sense, uh, as, as bizarre as that would seem. Um, but if the Bucks really are saying, nah, we ain't trying to take a step back, we're trying to, uh, to contend again next year, that would seem to be a fit that could work. I think for me, and I'll get to Sham in a second, I just feel like seeing how the AFC reacts to the Bengals winning the AFC Championship game, I think it's going to be very interesting. Because... I think everybody thought it was the Chiefs and everybody else, and for a, a large portion of these postseason and this season, as kind of di- is what it looked like. But the Bengals, as Kendall mentioned, you know, they kind of came out of nowhere and they found their way into the Super Bowl. And then we saw the Bills, um, you know, you know, be seven, 15 seconds away from getting to the championship game themselves, and maybe they would have been in the Super Bowl at this point in time. Who knows what would have happened? You know, it makes me it does make me wonder if you see some of these teams get aggressive. Uh, the teams that, that made the playoffs maybe didn't go far. Do you see Las Vegas get aggressive with their new front office, new head coach? Um, what does Pittsburgh do with the retirement of Ben Roethlisberger? Do they get aggressive and say, hey, you know, the Bengals could do it. You know, they were only a half game up on us in the division. Why can't we do it? Uh, I think and, and, maybe on to something where when it comes to like, you know, I look particularly at the AFC being like, do, do these teams who were, didn't think that they were that close react to saying, well, damn, if Cincinnati could do it. Then why the hell, what the hell are we doing? You know, what do the Colts do? You know they they are moving on. It sounds like from from whence you know they they got a lot of talent. You know I told you during the
1: race I thought they were a Super Bowl contender before they collapsed. So you know. and, and and we talk about cocky cats. I mean we're talking about the team that lost the Super Bowl. Will we see teams that try to emulate what the Rams did and say screw draft picks? Like
2: mm, me, interesting.
1: I'll 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 trade two or three first round picks, you know, to get two stars if I can. And try and expedite their championship window the way the Rams did. I, I mean, I thought the Rams' way of building yeah, was, was foolish, and I think they kind of got lucky in the sense that they <laughs> had a couple breaks. And now, because if not, then they, they have no ring, and then they would they do have no future. Yeah, I mean, the Rams don't, don't. The Rams nah. don't own a draft pick to like
0: 20,
2: 2045.
0: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah they, they, it, it, they don't. They don't even got a draft war room set up in their facility. There's no need for it.
2: And particularly in a in a drafting year like this, which a lot of the scouts are saying there's nobody here, you know. Yeah, yeah.
1: You may feel like I even look that. if if I if I even if I'm a team that needs a quarterback, I may feel like it's yeah, no point in trying to draft a quarterback. So it'll yeah, be just, aggressive, to try and get a guy like, like the Rams did with Stafford.
2: There you go. Um, yeah, a lot of quarterbacks on the market. You know, Rogers, Wilson, apparently, allegedly, potentially. Yes, Jimmy G is 100% Jimmy G on the market. Is Kyler on the market?
1: <laughs> Chris Warrington said the, the, the Colts don't want to bring Wentz back. I think Wentz yeah, is Wentz, the most interesting guy. So by Wentz the way. can
2: be on the market. I think he's. Wentz, know what's
1: crazy about Wentz is
2: that market.
0: I think, I think he's they, better than Jimmy Garoppolo. First of all, I agree. Oh. Oh, and yeah. the thing about yeah. Wentz
1: is that Wentz he had a decent year. He had a pretty good year. He played he just, way
2: better than he did in Philly. The just last, fell year Philly. Yeah, last year he was
1: badly on his face. he
2: Just completely, just went, just completely fell apart against um, the Jacksonville
1: Jaguars. I guess the Jaguars, of, so all people. I think part of it is almost a PR thing. Like we can't, we can't be a serious franchise and and just say we're running it back. Yeah, they just, can't tell you can't tell your fan that we're bringing this <laughs> team back at the last year. <laughs> you, you know, but I don't know if the, I don't know if there's a better option for them. They were I don't think prompt, there is either. To, to get the guy, you, you know you're not getting a first round pick back. Like to me, if I was the Vikings, I would consider saying, "Look, we'll give you Cousins if you give us Wentz, and then like, like, like three, three or four picks. Like, and I'll I'll take that trade off and say, you know, he's from he's from North Dakota, and. You know, we have a bunch of draft picks and we hit the reset button. If it doesn't work, then we use those draft picks to pick up the. Man.
0: If you if you think you hate if you think you hate Kirk Cousins, wait until Wentz throws <laughs> one of them fourth quarter picks in the game you think you got in the bag.
1: I look, man, I I no to so, right? so I I know a little bit of I know a little bit about Carson Wentz and in, in the the whole situation.
2: That is true. <laughs> that is true. Um, <laughs> There's no comment. Yeah, I, I mean I think of all these uh of all these different storylines obviously I have the bias with the Aaron Rodgers you know I'll be watching that Yes. I'll be watching that situation as a. Seems Packer. to be going I, pretty well in terms of the. As a Packers fan, as it's everyone, be, it's, it's very
1: strong. cordial right now between the Packers and Rogers.
2: Yeah, everything is looking kind of rosy. We don't. That doesn't mean anything. I don't know, you know what that means. Yeah, I don't know if that means that. Yeah, he, he's, just, he's, he's a very yeah, unpredictable yeah, character. There you go, oh, Kendall.
1: Okay, no. That that
2: yeah. it's best for us to part ways, or that means
1: yeah, yeah, that there
2: is yeah. yeah. a recollection to be had. I feel like I It's it's so it's so quiet, Kendall. You get the sense that everyone knows what's going to happen, except the fans. Right. exactly. So. You know, so I don't know. So I don't know what's going to happen. I guess we'll see. Rogers, everything that he's saying, gives the impression that we'll find out soon, quote unquote, whatever that means. He says he's not going to drag this out the whole season. He knows how that makes him look. You know, so I don't think he's going to do that again. So, uh, you know, uh, we'll so we'll see what happens with that. Um, And, yeah, I mean, I don't know in terms of the offseason, I'm. Honestly, I kind of just want to see. I'm just looking forward to uh, to the draft. I'm not trying trying not to pay too much attention to too much of the drama. Um, I feel like the Flores thing. you know, I mean, these kinds of lawsuits can take uh, years potentially to even resolve. So I don't know that we're going to get an answer to that anytime soon. Um, uh, you know.
1: Also, if if
2: if you want to know my answer to the question, who could
1: be who could be next year at Cincinnati Bengals? And I'm not saying the team's going to go to the Super Bowl, but who would be the team that was a bottom feeder this year that potentially wins their division, potentially makes a run in the playoffs? Do not, say, a the York, do not say the New York Jets, because that's not going to happen. I was hoping you say the Jets. My mind was nowhere near the Jets. Okay. Lost you. So now I know that you haven't lost your mind, so that's good. <laughs> um, I, I'm gonna, and this team is, you I know, know it's, you in know many ways. More of a clown show in the justice Yeah, year. I know, I know or, what you're gonna say. I think it's I think you're so wrong. But go ahead. The Chicago Bears. I know you're gonna go there. No way. I think the Chicago Bears no. next year. If things I mean they have a new coach, so that I think hurts them a little bit. Although we, you also. know, obviously the, the clown show was was not great with the last regime. But if if Fields could take a step up from what he was last year, um and they get we talk about getting pieces, if they can get him a real number one receiver Next to Allen Robinson, who's also very good in his own right, next to Darnell Mooney. Darnell Mooney, yeah. You know, and David Montgomery stays healthy. The key is what we talked about with Joe
2: Burrow, is getting the offensive line
1: intact. He yeah, didn't got to get it. He, <laughs> he, he was another one. Was about tossed Burrow, around. His was around. His
2: situation was almost yeah. just as bad. Him getting hit He just tossed can around. move a little bit, so it doesn't, you He's know, mobile. it didn't, it didn't yeah.
1: hurt him as much. But if they can get him in the offensive line, um, yeah, that's the defense another, that's was actually capable. Robert Quinn, out of the ship, north. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they can win it, and if they if they win the North, as we've seen, anything anything's possible after that. So, they they would be my my sleeper, you know, kind of long shot team to 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 make a big jump next yeah. year.
0: People forget they 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 lost David Montgomery for a good portion of the season for a long time. Was he yeah. had Khalil exactly. Herbert, yep. yeah, number, getting yeah, carried.
1: Damian Williams hurt as well.
0: Yeah, that you that know? didn't that didn't help them at all. I just yeah. I think the, the only reason why I can't go there for the bears for me is I don't I don't know if I can say that Burrow took this crazy leap from year 1 to year 2. No, he was awesome, year one. Yeah, he played great in year 1. He just was playing with nobody, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. like field did not play well. Now, yeah. we know there are a lot of reasons for that beyond even just the opposite line. The the, the coaching, the the play calling was, you know, mind games was, was just it was just nonsense. <laughs> yeah, it was it was just it was it was disgusting watching that that play calling. That we saw from week to week with Chicago, so we know it wasn't all his fault, but still, I, I that to me it would take a, a he had to play a lot better for them to say okay now they're a team that's a playoff team and they're talking about can they get to the Super Bowl. You know, Burrow, you know it was we know he was nice is can he stay upright, and if he does and you added Jamar Chase to the team they had, it was flawed, but now okay they they cook him with a little bit of gas here and then they caught fire and they made it to the Super Bowl. I think if there was a team to me that could be that team that you say okay they were lousy, but now here they are in the Super Bowl or here they are deep in the postseason, which is not abnormal. That happens a lot uh, in the history of the NFL. Um, to be honest, I I would probably lean towards someone like honestly Seattle if they keep Russell Wilson. You know they've seen that the West seems to be in a lot of flux with Arizona almost going on there. And the 49ers, you know, they're going to change quarterbacks. You know, is Lance going to be ready for, you know, the kind of team they're trying to put out there? I think they would be a team to look at. I don't think it's going to be a team with a young quarterback that's going to get there. I think it would be more like a Seattle or like an Atlanta. You know, if one of those teams decides, you know what, not only are we are going to keep our guy, but we're going to, like, go all in and trying to put, like, one last goal with these older quarterbacks. Because Ryan, and Ryan can still do it. He had, a, he had a good year this year, in my opinion. They just weren't a, a, a well balanced team overall, you know, strong team. So, so I think it'd be likely it'd be somebody like that. Then it would be someone like, uh, you know, like the Jets or like the Bears, Jacksonville. Um, Jacksonville. I, I think though those teams are those teams are in hell and they're gonna be in hell for a little while. <laughs> also, uh,
2: shout out to teams <laughs> like, uh, shout out to uh, the Eagles. You know, I mean, you know, Kendall, is your your former word
1: said after the yeah he, he watched, called he called Devontae and, Smith. And,
2: yeah, he's talking to be Devontae. Us, He So yeah, it's gonna be us. You know, they got to get to work. <laughs> you know, I, I just, so, th- I
0: mean, I'm sorry. I like, oh. I, I respect that he said that and he feels that. And shout out to him. Being, oh, Jalen Hurts, I think we all agree is an ultimate competitor. I just absolutely. feel like, oh, I just man. feel like, it, to me, like if, if I got that phone call after I watched what Jalen Hurts did in that game against like T- uh, Tampa, I would have hung up on him.
2: Hey, was <laughs> like, wait, what, what are you talking
0: about? Us? <laughs> What's he couldn't get Devontae Smith the ball. <laughs> <laughs> he was sailing passes over his head. I,
2: well, I, I, I mean,
0: I would have hung up the phone on him. i like, sense. all right, I'll, I'll we'll see you on the field next week. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to hear any talk about what we're going to do. I, I'll see. Let's get to work. I don't need to hear, oh, this is going to be us. Last time, that could have been us. You weren't throwing <laughs> the ball 20 feet over my head. And throwing the ball out of bounds.
1: Yeah, uh, Sway Lee, uh, this could be us, but you playing –
0: <laughs> I, I could uh, I, like, nice. and again, Jalen Hurts, a, a great guy, ultimate competitor. Again, I respect that aspect of it. But if I again, if that was me, and I'm his receiver, and I I didn't catch catch a first down, a first first half pass, and a guy's throwing the ball over my head in the playoffs, he's saying that's gonna be us. I'd be like, well, I better see you, you know, five a.m. at the facility tomorrow because we got a lot of work to do. Right. that's what I, would I mean.
2: I, I feel like if the Eagles get a few, if they get some more defensive pieces. They get some good, maybe some good linebackers. They get, if they get, like, a, a Kobe Dean or something, you know, they get... I mean, they have three
1: first-round picks, so the Eagles are a team... Yeah, man, you know, yeah. If they if could they stock theoretically up on. go from... And if, as we saw in this draft, man, this draft last year was... Man, if, uh, I, was, I, say what, if I was... We if thought I was it was Philly. good, and there was... I mean, the top ten, there were... I mean, I, I mentioned it to Jamari uh, a couple weeks ago when the 49ers lost. The 49ers passed to draft Trey Lance, who didn't help them, they passed on Kyle Pitts, Jamar Chase, Jalen Waddle, Micah Parsons, Devontae Smith. Any one of those guys, could have over Slater, any one of those guys, they, they're they in the Super Bowl. But mm-hmm. Very possible. If they get Micah Parsons or Jamar Chase or one of those guys, they probably win it. Very possible. Well, the Bengals yeah. wouldn't
0: be there if they they got to work. Face,
1: so. Yeah, no, and the Bengals wouldn't be there. So I don't know, maybe facing you know, Kansas City well, and the conversation. Whatever, but, yeah. but like now, I mean, we're talking about so if you're the Eagle, you have three first round picks. They're not top ten like those like those guys were, but you know, you can really make a jump, you know, <laughs> if you have three first round picks. You can go from a team that was already a playoff team to begin with and say Turn yourself into a team that can win 13, 14 games. Yeah. And there are going to be teams
0: that are uh, willing to trade back. The Jets have two picks in the top 10. Giants have two
1: picks in the top 10. So I don't know yeah. how likely the Giants want to, want to trade with the Eagles. It'll be a lot easier to trade up for non-quarterbacks this yes. year than it has been given that the QB mark is weak. So yeah. there are going to be teams that maybe need quarterbacks to say, yeah, it's a little too risky to draft from here, but if we could trade down, you may say, I want Kyle Hamilton or I want a guy who – you know, the top five player in this draft that I can't get at nine or yeah. 13. Yeah, yeah, you'll have your shot because it's not like they're going to – that top five yeah. is going
0: to be flooded with teams trying to get quarterbacks. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, very, it's gonna very,
0: be very well yeah. said, man. But that's going to do it, guys, for this edition of the New Generation Sports Talk podcast. It was a great conversation. I want to thank Sham for joining us this week. Um, it's great having you, dude. Of course, if you guys enjoyed listening to this conversation, of course, you can catch all of our podcasts on the New Generation Podcast Network. That's on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and TuneIn. Of course, Shamari is the host of the our Star Wars podcast, the Imperial Broadcast. That usually is recorded on Wednesday, so make sure you guys check that out. Uh, make sure, you of course, you guys check out our YouTube channel, New Generation Media, where we also do sports and uh, superhero content. Make sure you follow us on social media as well. You can find us on Twitter, New Generation Pod, Instagram, New Generation Podcasts, as well as Facebook, New Generation Media. And you can follow us all individually on social media. Shamari's on Twitter. Excuse me, on Instagram and Snapchat, MC Chan 22 Kendall's on Twitter, NewGenKen. Ken. And you can find me on Twitter, EJ underscore Stewart, and on Instagram, Action EJ. Thank you guys again for checking this out. I'm Shamari, I'm Kendall, I'm EJ. Take it easy, guys. Peace.